Unburdened. I don't even remember how to begin this. Because it's been a while. It's been a so while. Let's begin it by saying sous vide again, because I feel like you done turned into fancy cooking man now that you got the sous vide. Oh, yes. The sous vide cooker is uh, it, it just makes everything easier. Like you can literally it's impossible to ruin food when you're using a sous vide cooker, like because all you're doing is putting it in a bath of water. And so it surrounds the food and cooks it at a constant temperature on all sides. So mm-hmm. you set the temperature, it stays at that same steady temperature, and it just cooks at that temperature as long as there's water in the container. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to ruin it. I come out looking like a genius every time I use it. And it's just another thing that restaurants use. Like, they'll take a $2 piece of chicken breast and sous vide it, and you'll be like, that was the, mo- the moistest, most succulent piece of chicken I've ever had in my life. And how much you pay for that? Oh, I paid 20 for the plate. You know, it's chicken and green beans and mashed potatoes. Uh, they used the sous vide for that chicken breast and probably an instant pot or a pressure cooker to make the mashed potatoes. And then the vegetables probably came out of a can. So just, I don't know, just figuring things out as I cook. But it's unburdened. I'm Derek. That's Gerald, and that's Corbin. And um, first of all, I want to say thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, It's been a few months, um, and in the time that we have been away from doing the show, um, moves have been made, and also the page has flourished. Like, um, the, the the page for Unburdened, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's Blackman, it's Facebook.com backslash Blackman Unburdened. Um, tons of just uplifting thoughts and posts uh, for y'all to interact with. Um, let's go ahead and start with uh, Gerald, like, because you moved home. Like you, you, you made a really big move recently. Lots of big moves happening. Um, so I am at home now. Uh, tomorrow morning, I will get on the road and drive back to Omaha. I will get there in the evening. I'll get up the next morning, go to the office, be in the office. I'll get up the morning after that and um, like read out of all of my clearances and all this stuff in the place where I work go downtown, sign out of some stuff and say my goodbyes. And then I will get on the road and drive back to Little Rock for the last time. And I'll be home, home. So yeah, it's been a crazy few months, almost. It's, it's, it's getting close to the end and the closer we get, the happier I get. So yeah, it's been a lot of change happening. Um, biggest thing that I was burdened about was a job because mm-hmm. the, you know, I lost the contract. I didn't lose contract. We lost the contract up there and everybody's just been trying to find a new place to live and work and do all this kind of stuff. And I was, I knew I was coming home. Like no matter what I was coming home 
And I told him, like, it doesn't matter whether I'm working with you or not. I will be in Little Rock, Arkansas. So are we going to figure this out? So I have a job now. Um, I am starting on Thursday. I will be lead learning and development consultant within the same company I've been with this whole time, working 100% remote from my home, wherever that home happens to be. So obviously it's going to be in Little Rock and then traveling to teach and, and do the job. It's going to be, I mean, honestly, the job description was written for me and the fact that I can live at home, be at home, be able to get the kids from school after school, like just, it is the dream job working from the dream location. Mm -hmm. And I'm really blessed to like all of the stuff is paying off all the years of what I've been doing is paying off. So I'm really excited and lots of other good stuff happening as well. Well, I'm glad that you were able to get that stressor off your, uh, off your mind and off your shoulders. Um, and that now you're able to really be, I guess, for lack of a better term, this is the victory lap for you. Like you are almost, you're almost home. Like you can see the finish line. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. In real, and in real life too, like that's the thing about it is literally I'm almost home and there's like maybe three or four major things I got to tie up. The house has to sell. I got to buy a new house. I got to finish the paperwork and uh, move on to the next chapter of my life. And those things should be wrapping themselves up before Christmas. And literally I can see the finish line and it is golden. (laughs) Corbin, how about yourself? Well, um, I told y'all about my uh, experience here coming up. Um, Right now I'm just, I'm waiting on the bottom to fall out, to be honest. I mean, I have a, a good good gig that I, that I have lined up. Um, that's a new position at a new company. I just can't start for six weeks or so, six to eight weeks. And I'm wondering, I feel very comfortable about it. I know that it will be okay. But in the back of my mind, I still have that. Somebody's going to pull this football out from under me mm-hmm. for, for some, some kind of way something's gonna happen because this is way too perfect so that's just that's me i do this with everything (laughs) and and that's what i'm really fighting myself about i mean once i get it i'll be fine Mm -hmm. um but yeah that's the new position is is a lot more mobile i'll only be responsible for myself it's sales and i'm gonna enjoy it i start when i want i finish when i want so can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I'm just I'm just glad that y'all are able to have these achievements and successes. Uh because A, you deserve them. You've worked hard for this. Or, you know, you you've you've been walking this road and, and this is the best case scenario that I could have envisioned for you. Um, and, and I just think that, I think everybody deserves a win every so often. Just that, just that deep soul cleansing. Like you can't take this away from me victory. And I think that y'all both got it. And I'm really happy for y'all. 
Well, thank Appreciate you. That. But what's going on in your world, sir? I'm sinking. Really? Yeah, I'm sinking. Um, emotionally, I'm just, I'm, 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 I have nothing. Like, I, it's, it, this is getting to be tedious. <laughs> like, feeling the sun go down on happiness is, it's really like, why? Like, why again? Why are we back here again? But literally, it's, it's just empty. And I went looking for a therapist because, you know, you can, after what years of living with this, you know, when it's coming, you know what it feels like. So you go looking for therapy. Therapists in my area cost between $140 and $190 an hour. Whoa. Yeah. And they're all out of network. Like we're taking my insurance. Really? Yeah. Are you, are you state? Or are you a federal? I'm state. And one of the things that um, has been brought to my attention or as an option is that with the state, you can sign up to where they will get you a therapist and you can get like three free sessions or four free sessions. My mind doesn't trust it (laughs) because it's something that's funded by my job. So I feel like when HR comes up and talks to you about, you know, when I had my first breakdown, for example, I went and I spoke to uh, the EAP program at my job. And it wasn't until after I finished talking to them about what was going on with me that my boss let me know that her and the person I had just finished talking to were really close and, and did lunch together. And, and they'd known each other for years from when my boss worked in HR and blah, 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 and all this kind of stuff. So ever since then, I'm like, yeah, there's really no benefit to me opening up if it's anything job related, which it's not. It's just mentally and emotionally. Like I, I don't even have the energy to get out of bed to go to work most days. Like, I'll wake up for work, the alarm will go off, I'll wake up and I'll just be like, why? And I'll just get back in bed. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not like I go to the movies when I take the day off. It's not like I uh, go out and have fun or anything like that. I don't know what I do. I'm just there. And when I'm at work, I'm just at work. It's not like it's not like anything changes from when I'm at work to when I'm at home. Everything is just gray. Mm. And um, so, question specifics is this because I know we've talked a lot about like kind of just depression is what it is, right? But are there are there any pieces of what you're creating and doing in life right now that are either highlights or that are frustrations like you obviously have been managing trying to pull all these black podcasters together in order to have us help each other then you started the editing company you're doing the real job like specifically are there any components of the your coaching 
are there any components that are highlights or that kind of are an escape from it? Or are there any things that seem like they're dragging you down? Well, yeah, I know exactly where it, it really became like an issue. Uh, the rec league team that I coach, uh, not the rec league team that I coach currently, but the one that I was coaching before, parents were disgruntled that their kids didn't get to go with me to another uh, team. So parents said, you know, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person who tends to trust kids more than I trust the, the parents, uh, especially when I'm coaching because the kids just want to go out there and play. The parents always have ulterior motives. Like you're not playing my kid enough or you're not being nice to me or making me feel like I'm special and make me feel important my kids should be a five-star player or whatever it may be. Um, And so they went to Facebook and started saying really slimy, uh, underhanded subtext type stuff. And, you know, usually you could brush that off. Like, okay, whatever. Your opinion doesn't mean much to me um, because I know what I did for your kid. I know what I've done as a coach. Um, but then one of the kids from my AAU program, uh, without telling anybody, like a, a very important, a, a really great kid, like, and talented, uh, just a great kid. And uh, we had just saw him for his, him and Devin have the same birthday. So I had thrown a birthday party for the both of them and had the team come over and everything. The kid just split and just left for another team and told us that he was sick. Like he had lied about it for like a month and said he had been sick with a rash. But then I saw a picture on Facebook of him with a whole nother team holding up trophies and medals after they won a tournament. And so when I called his uh, mom to see what was going on, they were like, yeah, he's sick in bed right now. I was like, where? Cause I'm looking at Facebook and there's a picture of him on Facebook holding up trophies. And so I haven't, really had a chance to the kid obviously hasn't been back to practice or anything like that. So haven't really had a chance to talk with him. They said that he's embarrassed that I got upset. I'm like, well, you, you lied. Like your parents lied either for you or you told them to do it, but you lied to me. The trust is not there. Like for you to turn it around on me, but now the season is starting and we're missing this kid and it's anxiety because it's just like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get enough kids together to be able to have a team for these kids who want to be here. Otherwise they're going to leave too. And then what are we going to do? And I'm going to be a failure and blah, blah, blah. You know how your mind will help my mind just starts running away with things. Um, Let's see. And then there's just day-to-day struggles, failures. Um, my editing company's not doing well. I mean, it's doing well considering it's like, it's only like been two months, mm-hmm. but I've only had like three clients in two months and there is no word of mouth. There is no referrals. There is no anything like that. I feel like I did a consult with a client and uh, they didn't, I, I think I did too good of a job because I ain't been back. <laughs> like I told them, this is what you need to do. And he <laughs> was like, all right, cool. 
thanks. Yeah. And I ain't been back. Um, Did you charge them for the console or was it free? Oh, I charged them. Okay, good. Um, Bills are piling up. You know, it's just, it's, everything's starting to close in. And for me, when the world starts closing in, I sink. I don't, I don't swim. I don't, I don't find, I don't climb to the top. I don't find a way to get more air. I, I sink pretty quickly. And so right now I'm sinking and it's not anything that anybody did. Well, that kid and that mom, but you know, um, oh, and then the other mom who uh, got on Facebook because her son uh, started on a new team and she was talking about how unselfish that team was and how great of a time he was having with this team and everything. And I'm like, you literally just left my team like last week and now you're on Facebook talking about um, the great experience you're having with this new team where everybody works together and cares for your kid and everything. And I'm like, okay, your kid stays uh, out of my house. That's parents. Well, that's, that's that whole new, new boyfriend, girlfriend, new spouse thing. The, mm-hmm. the very next day it's like, Oh, well, I, I like having my freedom. She doesn't check in on me. And then two weeks later, you with somebody else. I mean, that's just them. Is there anything – I've been meaning to ask you this for years, man. Is there anything you do that is just like a release, just when you start feeling like this? Anyway, any anything, even if it's just like go for a walk or, or whatever. I know you don't have the energy to, to kind of do that, but just anything. I used to write. I haven't written in a long time, and I miss writing, but I used to write. That's how Sin and Solace came about. Um, but also Sin and Solace brought about, came about right after the first breakdown, so there's that. Um, I haven't heard Solace in my head for a long time. But no, like I, I used to write uh, video games don't hold the same appeal. Like I'm playing a video game usually for like 10 minutes and I'm just like, I don't feel anything with this. And I, I move on to the next thing or it's just every day is the same. Get up, go to work. Don't see my wife until I get home from work. Don't see my kids. till I get home from work, go to practice, go to a conditioning. Oh, I go to the movies when I can. That's nice. Um, but basketball is starting like across the board, like high school balls by startup. So that's going to be gone too. I don't know. It's just, I just want one victory. I just want one, one, just one shot. That's it. That's all I want. Like, just, I don't know. I, winning the lottery would be great. That would take care of the bills. But I just want that one moment where that one, Music Soul Child has a song called Moment in Life, where he talks about, have you ever had that moment in life where everything is cool? It's like an R&B version of uh, Today Was a Good Day. he's like have you ever had that moment in life where everything is cool everything is good 
I think everybody deserves to have more of those moments in life. And I, I, I need one. I just need a win because the wind is knocked out of me and I am down for the count. And my wife is asking me like, am I okay? Nietzsche's asking the kids are starting to ask, which means it's becoming noticeable. And so I want to go back is every therapist out of network or the ones that you have connected with have been out of network? The ones that I connected with. I've gone online to uh, look um, for, because what I'm really looking for is an online therapist. Um, okay. Because, or a therapist that has online capabilities, which I feel like every therapist should have, but that's neither here nor there. Um, because I don't have the time to drive out to a facility but I have, I can make time to sit at my house and talk to somebody via Skype. Um, so the ones that I've been looking at, and I've been looking for like two days, three days, it hasn't been that big of a look yet. Like, don't think that I've been doing this for like a year and everybody is just so expensive. Um, but every one has just been outlandishly outlandishly expensive like dude i want to become a therapist just so i can charge these sort of rates like if i have one client for two hours that's 400 bucks i will take it i will take it i will take it the only thing is i keep thinking about my how my mental health will be dealing with other people's mental health and then i realize i do that anyway for free i'm just not licensed to do it So knowing how persistent this is as um as a barrier for you would it be not possible to make time to physically go to a therapist in you know in your area like let's say you find somebody who's in network so you don't have to pay their rate cuz it's in network, right? But you'd have to physically go. Mm -hmm. Are there other things that you could say no to in order to say yes to that? Because like me just listening and me having, you know, what's it now going on two years um, of us being in each other's lives. Like I see wins all around you and in your life every single day. And you see them too when you're not going down into the pit and those winds, I don't believe they just disappear when you start kind of going down. I think it's just harder for you to see them. And like, that's what, that's what the therapy is for is to, is to teach you some type of tools, techniques or something you can use to just not get sucked down, to not let the walls close in so you can keep seeing the winds because they're there. Like they're there every single day and you can see them at certain times and you can't see them at other times. But just because you can't see them doesn't mean they disappeared. It just means you probably need some help being able to continue to see them and, and stay out. I, I think that it's, probably important enough to maybe look and say what can I what can I put to the side what can I put down to make time if I do have to drive to somebody's 
you know, office. Yeah. To get these, um, you know. This is Derek. Derek makes time for everybody else. <laughs> He's the stuff that you do, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. You just going through your day, your week. I get tired. I, I couldn't do a third of what you do. And like Gerald said, there are, you got wins everywhere. I know you don't see it. And, and I've been in situations like that where I, I have wins and I, I just, they're not what I'm looking for that time where I minimize my impact in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. I may have started something. I may have been the, the impetus for a change in my life, a friend's life, a job, but I will minimize those things because I I don't see myself as a big enough part of anything. And I, I've been in that, but I, I really do feel like, I mean, it may not be at least for a, a couple times. If you can find somebody in network and, and maybe give up 30 minutes or four, or it'll be an hour, hour and a half probably uh total time of something i mean i i know you you do a lot man i don't know what i'm just running through my head of all the things you've told me you do and i I know you can't just you know be like all right guys check this out so i'm gonna take some time for me and uh this practice is gonna have to start later or the assistant's gonna run it on tuesdays I'll be back on Thursdays or Saturday or whatever, something like that. I know that's hard for you, man. I know that's hard for you because you love all that. Deep down, you love everything you do or you wouldn't do. Exactly. I, I, the only thing I could say I could definitely give up is podcasting. And that right there is the kill shot. Do I give up podcasting, which I love, to save myself? Yes. Who I hate. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is podcasting one of the things that you do that brings you a great deal of stress or anxiety or people in their BS that starts bringing you down. Like, I know that there are people in the podcasting world who do that, Mason. I know you run into that periodically with people, Mm -hmm. but on a regular basis, is podcasting something that lifts you up or is it something that just adds stress and brings you down? Single simulcast lifts me up. I love single simulcast. If storytellers... I can't get them together to do a show. The dream team, same thing. I can actually do storytellers sporadically. Hell, I can pull cards and do my own literal me telling a story Mm -hmm. and call it storytellers. I need single simulcasts. I really enjoy the talking with Shante. I really enjoy hearing Shante's thoughts and opinions um, as well as the folks that we're able to have on with us. But all the rest of them, except for like the ones that I do with my kids, the Crazy 88 and Mm -hmm. 
maybe the review shows, the review shows that I do with uh, Brandon and Devin, those are nice because they're, I, I like them. They're really nice people. I don't, podcasting brings me more stress than it's worth a lot. Um, because even though it shouldn't be, it still feels like a competition in a place where there shouldn't be. It should all be in my mind. Podcasting should be a co-op because everybody has their own opinions and everybody's doing their own thing. So why are we downplaying or dismissing one another to people who probably don't even know who we are? Like, I still feel strongly listening to all of you. Yeah. I, I, I still feel very strongly. Like if I took time out to talk about somebody's show negatively, then that's going to affect at least three people who may have listened to their show if I had talked about them positively. I don't think anybody talks positively about my shows. Y'all, yeah, you know what? Let me take that back. Y'all do. I know y'all do. And I know Shantae does. I know there's a lot of folks who do. Oh, God, I hate myself. Um, but can I jump in real quick? So that like, but you, you living in your head about other people like that. All right. So no, we're going to skip that. I need to go backwards. Can we go backwards? Let's go backwards. We're going to go backwards. Go backwards. We're going, so we're going to go backwards to, there are components of the podcast world that you need that uplift you and there are components that are either neutral or bring you down. So in the world of Derek's becoming unburdened, there are parts of this which help me unburden and there are parts of this which are a burden. Let me get rid of, dismiss the pieces that are clearly a burden and let me embrace the pieces that clearly help me unburden. That's one thing. I don't think that podcasting is the thing that you give up. And now we're going back to that. It's interesting that you said the one thing that you feel like you could give up in order for you to do self-care would be podcasting. But part of podcasting is your self-care. You don't want to give all of it up, maybe some pieces. But why is it that in order for you to take care of yourself, you have to give up something that you're doing for yourself? when there's so many other things that you're doing for so many other people that you could put down for them in order for you to spend time with you. Why does it immediately go to, I have to trade off something that is mine and you won't even consider putting down even for a bit, something that you're doing for somebody else. Honestly, because when I'm feeling like I'm feeling right now, I like to feel needed and I know that to some extent my teams need me, whether it's because it's my job and I was hired into that position or because I'm really good at it. It varies, but they need me. (laughs) 
like some of them need me to open the gym. Like they need to be. And um, sometimes that's what keeps me going. Like I have to make it to this place to open up this gym. I might go through emotions once I get to the gym. Like I might just be standing in the corner like, okay, we're going to do this now, which probably isn't beneficial to anybody either. But at least I'm up and I'm moving and I'm doing something that is outside of the house. Podcasting, I'm sitting in the house. Do you think that the other people thing is because you also at this moment don't? I think we lost. Wait, Corbin, did you get frozen? You froze for a second. Oh, I was thinking. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, like the, a lot of times when I get in my head, I don't want to deal with me. And so I will, I'll, I'll use the term burden. I will burden myself with as many things as I can possibly do. And I will look at my calendar and I will feel wonderful about all the things that I've told other people that I will do. And the minute I start, I just hate myself for it. But it's because I don't want to deal with certain things that I have going on. Um, do you think that that could be a portion of it? Like you said yourself, you don't like yourself. So you would rather be helpful to someone else than be helpful to yourself when it obviously needs to be the opposite direction. You need to be helpful to you so that you can be helpful to other people. Very much so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and you've been doing this forever, so it's second nature for you to do things for other people now. Yeah, I blame devotionals. Um, the devotionals that I read when I was a kid started that whole mindset. Like, I'm not allowed to be selfish. Like, that was one of the things that was said in the devotional, but... Um, I just, I, I don't know. I just, I know I'm going to keep looking and they'll probably give me a time to come in and talk with them. And I'll be like, that time doesn't work. And we'll finagle with the ideas and times and all that. That's why it's just easier for me to try and find somebody who's online. Cause I can get online. Hey, are you available? Like three 30. I get off work at three. Get home at three thirty. Hop on real quick. Do a, a online session. Move on. At least I think that's how it works. I've never had therapy, which I needed. Y'all aren't it. The folks who, you know, I've gone from friend to friend, just burdening them with my own thoughts, and that's unfair to y'all. That's unfair to everybody. I need somebody who's actually professionally uh, adept at taking care of these situations. Um, I just need to find somebody who's willing to work with my insurance. So tomorrow I'm going to do some more research on that. Um, get that all figured out because it ain't going to get any better. It's not like I got to climb out of this hole and I may as well have a coach with me to help me do it. And we're rolling into, um, you know, Northern California, we're rolling into the cloudy season. Y'all don't really have winter, but 
growing into the cloudy season, which I know is a big thing for you as well, man. I mean, if, if I had advice to give specifically, it would be the most important thing is in network. The second most important thing is online. I would, I would try to, I would recommend that you take a piece of all the things you're doing. Like there's a piece of the podcast and that can go. There's a piece of the basketball that can probably go because mm-hmm. you have teams. You don't even have teams. You have teams. Hey, you recreational. Now you're actually the high school basketball. Like you, bruh, ball is life for you. I get it. But you, life is life. Right? Like, we love you, man. We we can't have you going into a hole because you're trying to feed everybody except yourself. Your teams need you, but maybe you could just help some teams for a little bit. And then the zzz, you know, those maybe go to the side so that you have time with what you get back from podcasting and what you get back from basketball to be able to make time for you. Cause I mean, therapy is important, especially, you know, that you get into this hole, you know, that you get into this mindset where everybody's more important than you. Everybody's more deserving than you everything is is closing in around you and uh intellectually you know it's not true but emotionally it crushes you and you know this happens to you we can't we can't be doing a show called unburdened knowing that we have something that is burdening us that continues to burden us and not really doing something to make it to lift it mhm I, yeah, I, 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 I think, I think I know what steps I'm going to take. I was talking with somebody uh, a couple months ago who was telling me the effects that going untreated had on their relationship. And I don't want that to happen with me and with, I don't want to burden Nisha with it. It's important. You know, she's important. I love her a lot. Like, she's one of my favorite people in the world. Top three, top three. (laughs) So I don't want to go down in that hole where we're drifting apart. Um, So this is going to, it's it's a priority. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where it's about, like, it's not about mental health, but they talk openly about their mental health. And um, both of the hosts have, um, both of the hosts have, therapists you know they they talk about them all the time like i just talked to my therapist yesterday or talked to my therapist the day before and it's like dang i want to do that too and um so it's it's time to i'm not gonna just stay on the pot you know it's either shit or get off the pot um it's time for me to take that step. There's really no clean way of saying that state. Shit, nigga, shit. I'm Bowser. I'm Bowser. Um, and I hope it's a life-saving one because I've been backed up for a long time. I found um, one person, like, 
that I thought would be perfect, but then I realized that I coached her son <laughs> a little while back, so I can't. That's too close to home. Yeah. But there's others. like, And for a while, I had excuses like, oh, no, nah, it's got to be a brother, and oh, no, nah, it's got to be because white folks don't know what I've been through. And nah, I just want somebody who's going to be able to listen and help me. Um, if they can do that, then I'm, I'll be very grateful. Um, cause it's a lot. Um, my testosterone has dropped like to non-existent levels. I don't know what it is. They don't know if it's my thyroid. They don't know what's going on. It just, it's, it's bottomed out. Um, and so with no testosterone, there's really no metabolism. So my weight has bloomed up. And so those two things are happening. The It's just a lot. And I got to start digging. It's time to start digging my way out of this hole. Um, also, like I said, I got to figure out a way to start making money again. Like I got my job. I, I still work. I'm still an accountant. But there's just a certain level of hell that comes from getting paid every month and then you paying your bills and finding out that you literally have like $200 to sustain you for the rest of the month. Yes. It hurts. Right. The bills all get paid. They get paid. Yeah. But that day to day life is horrible. Right. I just had to tell my tell my children about that. Like, look, I make what you think I make is a lot is not because once these bills get paid, that's it. We broke. We we as close to broke. This is as close to being just down and out as I've ever been. Like this is the earliest that I've the earliest in the month that I've ever been just flat busted where I am worried that something's going to pop up and I'm going to be in the red. Like, and I, I still, the, the 200 to $300 I get per month for myself is gas money. It's extracurricular money. It's if the kids need something money, that's only lasting for like, I can spend $300 in a day y'all, without even thinking I can spend $300 at Sam's club. Right. One hour. Right. <laughs> and so then, to spend it either. No, you don't want to, you don't no. want to spend it at all. Which is why <laughs> one of my homies told me that they strive to just keep their money in hundred dollar bills. Cause once you break that hundred, it's a wrap. Mm. <laughs> it's a wrap. <laughs> But do I really need this Hardy's right now? Oh, exactly. Paul Jr. for you out there on the West Coast. I thank you, good sir. Um, do, I, do I really need this this Carl's Jr. right now? How um, much for two pickles? I'm a god. Uh, <laughs> nah, can't break the hundred. <laughs> I'm a and and I have been subsiding at work on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Man, that's my go-to. I love PB and J. Man, I'm I'm eating them at work. It's not a good thing. It's, it's not yours. I would enjoy the hell out of some PB&J for lunch. I'll eat it all day, every day. Every yeah, but it's not good for you. 
So the whole no testosterone, no metabolism, eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches ain't really a good thing. Oh, but I'm broke. Up, I'm, I'm broke. <laughs> so it's Ooh, like man, this. You one got, I got honey sandwiches. You got sugar sandwiches. You got mayonnaise you sandwiches. Bologna and mustard sandwich. Mm-hmm. Ketchup. You got to cut the little X in the middle of the bologna so it don't, you know, so it don't bubble it up. It don't bubble it. up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, it sucks. Knowing that you have a good paying job and not being able to have anything to show for it. That is the problem. That is the problem. And I think that, I mean, that's all of our problems, all three of us. Mm Because I I look at what I make and I'm like, there is, my wife shouldn't have to work based on what I make. Mm -hmm. But she works and we still barely making it. So then you start thinking you just frivolously live it. Mm -hmm. So then you start watching everything and you're not Mm -mm. (laughs) i thought i was i thought i was and then i realized that the biggest side thing that we pay for that doesn't need to be paid for that if we just let it go today it will just be gone and nobody would care netflix hulu and wwe network that is that is twelve dollars a month nine dollars a month and six dollars a month Oh, and Spotify. I'm sorry. The Spotify family plan that pays for all of us for $14.99 a month. So $35. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's like, you live, bruh. You live in high on the hall, man. You need to quit being so bougie. Right? And then it's you like. Netflix. You don't need Hulu. <laughs> you don't need Hulu, but, bruh, have you seen the Wu-Tang, uh, the Wu-Tang show? I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It is amazing. I was about to start watching it tonight. It is amazing. Yo, when you start watching it, let me know because I have plans on starting another podcast. No, you talking don't. about it with no. Scar. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. You were just talking about this. We the podcasting needs to stop. Sh- no, not stop. Just yeah, just taper off a little bit. Of it. Taper off. Just taper off a little. I, I got it. ideas for new shows, new shows as well, but they're gonna have to wait, man. Like yeah. I mean, that's really, this is why I keep coming back to the therapy thing, because all the talking we've done the whole time, with you, it always comes back to everybody is more deserving of your time and your energy than yourself. And you just said it yourself, right? Like, you're not allowed to be quote unquote selfish, but you got to get out of that. Like, and and you're not going to get you out of that. You need help to get out of that, because that that is one of the biggest burdens okay so black men have right our job is to take care of everybody else and mm-hmm. if we do thing for us it's being selfish and it's being inconsiderate but you gotta at some point sometimes you gotta make the selfish move you gotta do the thing that's quote unquote selfish and it's not being selfish it's it's making sure that you have the energy to take care of all the people that depend on you if you run out of energy and nothing is there to replenish it game over yeah game over <sighs> you know i realized um 
I was going to write about this. Like I said, the reason why I don't write as much as I used to, and like I said, I still love writing. I think about it all the time. I really do think about writing all the time. And then I start writing something out, then I realize I don't have the energy to start to finish this or to see it through, or I don't want to deal with the fallout of what I'm going to say, or I don't want to be judged or something like that. But um, one thing that I have realized is that I'm a stress eater. And the things that cause stress in my life are some of the dumbest things in the world. Landing on a platform in a video game and falling off seven times in a row. Stress. Mm. Um, what else? Oh, knowing that a scary part's going to happen in a, in a movie. Stressor. Watching somebody get embarrassed in a cartoon, movie, or reality show. That's the biggest one for me. That's stress. Right? I feel embarrassed for you before it even happens. Right. And make you turn it off. For- yes. I've turned TV shows off because I'm just, I can't watch this. I can't watch this happen. Right. Not, that's, that's not stupid. That's like a legit emotion. I feel like that's most people have that one. No, they don't. Uh, you got two of them right here. I, like, think, that we, I think we're anomalies, but no. Like, I've talked to people about this, and it's like, so what? Like, I just, I saw a kid who was walking down the street from my house or whatever, and his clothes were dirty. And he was on his way to school. And I just felt so bad for this kid that it was just like, oh, my God, it's not my kid. But if it was my kid and thought about that kid the whole day. Um, but yeah, these things lead me to start eating and then my weight is a stressor. (laughs) So I eat more thinking about how much I weigh and it's just, and I don't weigh much more than I did when I was, when everything was good. Like I look really, really wonderful and sexy and fit and all that good stuff, but I am six, two and 300 pounds. I'm a beautiful 300 pounds. I should be a football player. That's what I keep thinking about. Like I could have been an offensive lineman because I hold, I got a football player's body, but yeah. Then I think about it and I'm like, damn, I don't even love myself. And those are the things that I need to talk with somebody about. Those are the things I need to reach out to people about. Um, And so I'm going to keep hunting for a therapist. Now, if y'all are listening to this show, we aren't therapists. We aren't mental health specialists. We are just three black men who are going through day-to-day things. If you are experiencing any issues in your life, while we are more than happy to listen to you, and walk with you, you too should look into finding somebody affordable, a therapist affordable in your area. Self-care is important, but finding counseling and therapy I am finding is extremely important. And I am a hypocrite because I've been saying that for so long and have never really found what I was looking for, but I'm going to find it now. I'm going to find it because I'm too old. I'm Like uh, Danny Glover said, I'm too old for this shit. 
feeling this way is not the business. Mm. And um, I got to do it. I got to, I got to get unburdened. Um, I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know what it's going to take, but a few days ago, I really did think about checking myself in to a facility and I didn't care what anybody thought. The only thing that's really kept me from facilities previously was thinking about what other people thought of me. But then I realized that I was starting to look for things to cut myself again. Not like a fatal cut, just like looking for ways to hurt myself. It's time. I'm not getting no younger. I might as well do it. Um, I'm going to go get unburdened. I hope that the folks who are listening to this hear what we're saying and not just hear the part about, oh, he was talking about how podcasts are this, that, and the third. Like, I'm really worried about that right now, about how people are going to receive this these statements. I hope that it works out. Um, Gerald, I know that you are doing a radio show now. Go ahead and tell folks about it real quick. Oh, so I do have a recurring spot on um, Mm -hmm. a weekly radio show. It is called the Scenario Radio Show. They broadcast live on Saturday evenings from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, They're in like four to six markets as well. Um, I'm not on there every week. Um, basically, the the main host, Van, he'll call me up and let me know when he wants to be on the show. About once a month, they'll have me on. I just do a 10, 15-minute segment about black business and just have a conversation. So it's dope. But, um, yeah, the Scenario Radio Show, you can find them on Facebook at the Scenario Radio Show. You can listen to the archive shows. And it is um, – I, I don't know any other way to explain this show except if you are a 90 or an 80s baby who is a hip hop head and also likes having grown folks conversations about real topics with a playlist that's designed to match the topic of the conversation of the day with dope music from 80s, 90s, 2000s, man. It is like it is it's the radio show I always wished that I had around me growing up. And I was really blessed that they found me because of the Buy Black podcast asked me to come be a part of the show. And uh, it's like my favorite two hours of the week. So it is uh, it's a dope program. And. Yeah, find it, listen to it, the scenario radio show. Loving it. Okay. Corbin, uh, anything new in your (laughs) vlogging world? Um, not really not right now um i had this this whole clandestine job thing this past week so i didn't get to do any videos and that's the i mean this stuff's really bothered me man so now um i made a list of a couple things i'm gonna do this week but that's i mean i i had to put everything on a back burner for a week and i think it was good because i had several people that i had to interview with and I got all that knocked out. So now I can get back to doing what I like to do. Being the bougie beer brother. The Man, I got two new beer beers in the fridge brother. right now. 
<laughs> you know, I, I thought that I was going to get a chance to drink one of those Not Your Dad's Root Beer uh, beers. It wasn't even, it was real root beer. I was just like, man, this tastes like real, this tastes like real root beer. They were like, it is root beer. And I was like, oh. Like, I really thought that I was, I was, if they hadn't said anything, I would have been drunk in like three bottles. I would have just been like, oh, I'm tipsy. I'm, I'm somebody, off. Somebody come drive me home. Somebody going to have to drive me home. And they was like, yeah, no, that's real root beer. And I was like, oh, okay. It was, it was from BJ's Brew House. So I just thought that it was like real beer. I, I was, oh, oh, no, just sugar. Okay, this is sugar high. Um, single simulcast has new shirts out. Uh, I love them. They are beautiful. They yeah. really are. I bought I'm one. Hit y'all's website and get one of each. I bought one. Uh, Kid Awesome wants me to get him one of me. <laughs> like my son wants to wear my face on his chest, and that made me feel real good. Huh? What you say about getting wins? Yeah, that's a win because my son definitely don't want my face on his say, chest. Hey, hey, my son wants to wear me on his chest like a superhero. Nope. Come on. Not man. mine. Neither one of mine. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. That that I, I yeah, I'm gonna buy him a shirt pretty soon. That was that was that was dope for me. I needed to hear that. Um but we have Shante uh in the form of Shuri uh from Black Panther. Uh, I have a shirt where I am in the form of Luke Cage. Uh, and then we have one where it's the two of us together uh, with the logo, single simulcast. Um, and they're available right now on Public. I'm also going to do it on Teespring, uh, just because on Teespring you get more money back per T-shirt. Um, and these are actually working towards keeping the everything up and running. Because those are the other expenditures that I pay uh, at Libsyn. Um, for podcasting lips and that it's not free or cheap. Um, well, it is cheap, consider. Um, let me see what else. Uh, Gogo's been, she's the manager of her school's football team, so she hasn't been here for the past three weeks, I think, maybe a month. Um, so no, three weeks. So that's why there hasn't been any more episodes of Go Go and Rashani or the Crazy 88. Um, Kid Awesome wants to do a show, so we're supposed to be getting that put together. And those are what I'm gonna start phasing in as I start fading everything else out. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping them close is more important than any of y'all. I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Don't be sorry, <laughs> we ain't um, sorry. And we understand that completely. Yeah. And so got to see the sunshine when it's right in front of my face and start walking towards it instead of walking with my head down towards the darkness. Dude, the smile that comes on your face when you're thinking about your kids. They're awesome, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm fortunate. That's, that's what it is. I am a really fortunate parent. Like they're really good kids. Um, and I'm just glad I didn't ruin them. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, another thing that I do have an idea for, and I don't care, fellas. I'm going to, if I can get this to come to fruition, I'm going to do it. Is unburdened uh, music. I want to get some of our favorite artists from when we were kids, and really have them sit down and explain how their music fucked us up. Like DJ Quick and Dr. Dre. 
and MTA and UGK and just everybody who ever says something misogynist on a track, I want them to explain it because their music touched like millions and millions and millions of people and really messed us up. Um, I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition. I, I don't expect that people are going to want to get on a show and talk about how their music messed people up. But if it does happen, it'll be an unburdened episode. It'll be a couple of unburdened episodes. And I'm on Twitter right now putting out feelers for that. I mean, a place to start, I mean, also a place to start at the very top would be Jay-Z. I mean, like the very first song on 444, Kill Jay-Z, he's saying exactly that. He, you know, Jay-Z is trash. That's basically what he's saying. Kill Jay-Z. I got to be Sean Carter because this Jay-Z persona has almost lost me my, my wife and my life. I tell the truth. This is a trash dude. You don't want to be like that. Yeah. I just, I want to talk to folks like that. But, and then have them really reckon with what they said before. Because I'm reckoning with what I said in my podcast. Like, I, I don't, I haven't talked with y'all about that, but I went back and listened to old episodes and I said some horrible shit. And I reckon with that all the time. But that's for another episode and for another time. Uh, for Gerald. And Corbin, I'm Derek, uh, and this is Unburdened. Uh, we thank y'all so much for listening. Um, shoot some money to the Patreon. If you join the Patreon at $15, you'll get a free T-shirt. Um, if you join it at $10, you get a free sticker. <laughs> but it's a sticker of us, you know, Shantae and I. So there's that. Um, but, again, that's uh, – patreon.com backslash single simulcast um, or just send a straight up cash paypal.me backslash single simulcast all the money goes towards either paying bills or paying bills um, I'm not going to buy a new video game with it unless I tell you straight out I want to buy a new video game y'all be good we're out peace You can follow the show at Unburdened Pod on Twitter. Voicemail is 916-572-9016. Email is blackinunburdened at gmail.com.